everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. We are happy, as always, to be here with y'all and to spend uh, an hour or so just talking and sharing our awkwardness and our <laughs> transparency and our stories and all the all the things. A- a- everything in between. Yeah. Everything in between. This is the podcast where we say we're going to ask each other questions and we never ask those questions. Chris, did you notice? Okay, this hit me. Our last podcast that aired. Yeah. After I left and we were done recording, it hit me. There was a moment in the podcast where I said, I've got to ask you a question. And I never asked you a question. I have no idea where I was going with that. And I was like, why am I asking Christy imaginary questions? I, I literally at the beginning said, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. And then you never and asked it. And it was not in any form a question. I well, like, I obviously did not remember that. Yeah, it didn't hit me I'm until I literally left. And I was like, did I ask Christy a question? What was that all about? Can you remember what you were going to ask me? Um, let's see. We were talking about um, the hard times and how you grow. And yeah. I believe my train of thought was going to ask you. I was going to ask you if you feel like those are the times that you grow the most. But I did. I just talked about myself. And I never <laughs> asked you a question. So Anyway, I, okay. I have to tell you something that just happened. Okay. So I just got over here, you know. And right. We were also on the last podcast talking about like how we love psychological thrillers. Well, I love like true uh, crime podcasts and stuff, and I've been listening to some of those lately. Yeah, and I do. I've got to quit. Listen, I come up. You know, I've got a long driveway. For those of you that don't know, I have like a really long driveway. I come to the end of my driveway to go to come record, and there's a, a pickup truck like almost right by my mailbox halfway like the truck bed was in one lane and the front and all I could see was like a a a person slumped over and the door was open and I promise oh my god I thought somebody has shot somebody (laughs) in the middle of the road up at the top of my driveway and I'm going to come up and witness this crime. I mean, I had all of this stuff because I had to watch him while I was coming up. And I was kind of cautious. Well, then as I got closer, I saw this older man like he was leaned over um, out of the door of his truck. And he came up and was like kind of startled me. And I was like, OK, you're alive. But the way that he was parked, apparently he had dropped a bag or something off the back of his truck and had turned around parked kind of strange in the middle of the road and got the thing but I promise the first thing I thought it was like I was just like about to be in the middle of this crime oh my gosh that's funny yeah, yeah you need to ease up on the psychological you, thriller. you maybe gosh. need to put in a different one <laughs> that's funny they some of them will mess with you though especially if you're by yourself yeah when you're reading or listening to them they'll, mm-hmm. they'll get you you know the ones where people go get in other people's houses yeah those are terrifying well the, like they don't break in yeah. they're just in there so i'm so paranoid that i always check my vehicle and i check my house even if it's been locked because i'm like that's how they're gonna get me yeah they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be in a closet when i get home <laughs> Oh, you know man. what uh, scared? What has always scared me is if I'm already a little bit like paranoid or something. Yeah, is when I'm in the shower because you know you can't hear anything in the mm-hmm. shower but the water. Yeah, and so I always think that like if somebody's going to get me, it's going <laughs> to yeah. be while I'm in the shower. I'm yeah. not going to hear them, and I'm mm-hmm. just going to look, and they're there. Yeah, and then you know. <laughs> <laughs> You don't remember this. Yes, like, I was maybe. just visualizing that when you okay. said shower. That's yeah. why it just made me laugh. So, but yeah, maybe maybe we should both these up on those no That was a weird thing, though, for him to yeah, be just parked is. across the middle of the road. Well, I got out and out asked him because I didn't realize what he was doing at first. I, I got out and I said, are you okay? Are you having car trouble? Because I was kind of like, you really shouldn't be parked in the middle of the road. People go yeah. kind of fast on our road. And uh, he just said, yeah, I, I dropped a bag and I came back to get it. And then he drove away. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, um, yeah, those books sometimes, they're so fun to listen to, but they'll, they'll get you and make you think crazy things. Like that poor little guy just probably lost something off the back of his yeah. truck. But I agree, sitting in the middle of the road is not. 
Well, and the way he was slumped really. over, I couldn't see him. He was literally slumped over getting, I guess he was reaching down to out of his door to get the bag. But I just thought, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I always knew I was going to be in the middle of some crime someday. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> well, you and I always say we're going to write a book like that together. So I know. we'll see. I think we well, should. Yeah, I think we should too. It'd be so much fun. Mm-hmm. We have really twisted minds too. So <laughs> we could probably come up with something really good. So let's talk about something that is a very good subject for both of us. Okay. Um, because we're not good at it. <laughs> I mean, I think we're we're a lot better than we used to be. And yeah. we have found ways which we're going to talk about to offset this. And that is being consistent or yes. the lack of being consistent. We're going to talk about that because there are there are a lot of areas that I've struggled with consistency what would you say is your worst area of consistency other than just generalized consistency overall do you mean like health what do you struggle with business like anything with consistency Mm -hmm. like what do you feel like your number one thing is that you struggle with in the consistency department hmm I mean my first thought is like all of it because I'm just not um I mean, I guess there are some things I'm consistent with, but like depending on what's going on in my life, probably my biggest struggle is, is like if I don't feel good or I'm stressed or there's something kind of dramatic or or whatever might be going on, that tends to like, I let that throw me off course where I shouldn't because those Mm -hmm. are the times when I probably need consistency the most, Mm -hmm. but that is one of my biggest weaknesses probably is just kind of giving into those things and letting myself fall off the wagon, so to speak, and not, not staying consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, my biggest one though, I mean, I don't really know because I feel like I need, I need to do better in all areas of my life when it comes to consistency. Yeah, but I feel like you're really consistent with some things. I mean, I feel like you have like a routine and some things. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, I guess my home life is pretty consistent, like as far as when we eat and, um, you know, different things like that, for the most part, sometimes that's not consistent either, depending on what's going on. But um, yeah, I mean, I guess my day to day life is kind of I have a certain routine that I'm in. But, um, you know. I, I could use I could use some help in all of those areas. So yeah, I'm so a work you, in progress. When, when you get off schedule or things happen, you're saying that throws off your consistency. You kind of give into that and you don't fight it like you should. Is yeah, probably. Kinda, yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, the whole world knows I don't make my bed because we've talked about <laughs> that a couple of times. But I'm gonna talk about something a little more important than that. Um, probably. The fo- just the follow through, which I mean is consistency, but starting something and not finishing it or not finishing it in the right timeline. Yeah, because I've talked about that before. I I I get bored. I think my boredom um, makes me less consistent. Because I'm like, okay, I did that a few times, I'm bored, which is not a good way to be because the the work is where you get the, the consistency in the work right. is where you get your results. Yeah. And that's um, rather lazy of me, but that's probably just my follow through. Yeah. I, I don't know that I struggle as much as you when things come my way and I give in. I mean, I do that sometimes, but I would put the other above that, that I, I love to start stuff and then... Yeah have a hard time finishing it sometimes it's easy when you kind of thrive off of inspiration and Mm -hmm. and things like that which I know both of us do Mm -hmm. and um, when you kind of lose that or you're not feeling inspired or like if I'm really just tired and exhausted Uh or you know not feeling creative or inspired then it's really easy for me to put something off and just say well I'll do that later and which is not a good thing you know I learned the times that I do push through and make myself go ahead and do whatever it is I'm supposed to do when it comes to something that I'm working towards a goal, whether it's like fitness or in business or whatever it is. If the times that I make myself push through, then I feel so much better. And a lot of times the creativity or the inspiration will come if you push yourself 
to go ahead and yeah. do whatever yeah, it is that, that you're not really feeling at mm-hmm. the time. So that's what I'm I'm trying to get into the habit of when I have a goal in front of me or when I'm I'm doing something, you know, it doesn't have to be you don't have to do anything something major every day, but if you can at least work towards that mm-hmm. every day in some sort of a way and be consistent in that, mm-hmm. then it helps you, you know, those little small moves add up to big moves in the long run. Yes, that's a very good way to start. And that's something that I think I've learned a little bit better is to have realistic goals and to set specific and realistic goals because uh, that go go big or go home mentality gets me. Me too. And I have learned more in the last couple of years really of my life to just small is okay bite off little bites you know like just just take it one small step at a time it doesn't have to be a leap if you get to that leap great yeah but don't you don't have to start out that way for it to matter well I have always in the past set really big really unrealistic goals for myself Mm -hmm. because when I do get inspired I see something big ahead of me and I'm like oh I can do this I can make this happen Mm -hmm. in this amount of time I mean I'm gonna blame my dad for that because I think we got that honestly from our dad yeah but um you know I'll have something really big but then I'll set like an unrealistic goal and then when I don't quite get that then I get disappointed in myself so it's easy for me to just be like oh well let me try something different or Mm -hmm. let me do this a different way and I kind of lose my momentum yeah which in return I lose my consistency because you know I get kind of uninspired and disappointed in myself so I'm like oh great yeah yeah, I think that's one of the biggest problems with setting those big goals is not meeting them. Yeah. And then you know how they say never break a promise to yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you get disappointed in yourself, that's like the biggest disappointment. Yeah. And that can really, really throw you for a spin. Like you said, when you don't meet those expectations, then you're like, well, never mind. Yeah. I give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I wasn't supposed to do that. Let me yeah. try something else. <laughs> Well, um, I think I think I'm okay with the schedule and routine. You know, I'm pretty scheduled and, and routine, but I think that is a big way to help with consistency. If you're not a person that has a schedule and a routine, that's what I was talking about. You have pretty good consistency in your life yeah, because you yeah. and I kind of stay on a routine together with things. Right. And I know we have routines with the kids, but for somebody who doesn't have that established don't you feel like a good schedule and routine can help you stay consistent? I, I do, because I think it's important to set a time aside for, for everything that you do. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you, you tend to set a time aside for like eating or cooking or whatever it is. I think you have to set time aside for other things in your life. And a lot of times you just have to schedule it. Like a lot of things that you might not necessarily think that you need to schedule I think you need to schedule it because Mm -hmm. then you're putting it as a priority and you're setting a specific time aside just for that so there's something like with me if I if I set a certain time and put it on a schedule then it triggers something in my mind that oh that's my time frame I have to get this done or it's not going to get done so I mean I think that's a, a really good way to make sure that you get it get something done and you kind of put it as a priority is to put it on a schedule yeah however you schedule I do mine in my phone so um but a lot of people do like a paper schedule so I think that's one thing that helps a lot I do both you know for me I um I don't know why sometimes I feel like I need to physically write things down in a notebook yeah. and that makes me feel good and you know I'm like you because we share folders and stuff on our phones all right. the time for business I, I live out of my phone yeah but every once in a while I feel like I need to write something down like I have a lot of notebooks and things that I like yeah. to write things down in it just kind of depends on what it is I guess it, it feels like it's a little more tangible and then it it it, I mean, it might just be in my head, but I feel like it's having that physical notebook with that yeah. written down. Well, and I think whatever works, you know, yeah. for, for everybody, I like to write some things down, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as my schedule, it's usually just my calendar and my phone. Like I put everything in there 
And like I told you this morning, when I have a lot of things going on at one time, mm-hmm. and then of course my pregnancy brain right now has got me in a on a roller coaster. Hey, you're doing. Like, <laughs> I think you're doing good. I remember those days. I felt like I could not remember anything. Yeah, it's crazy. But when I have a lot going on, if I don't put um, everything. If I don't write everything down and put it in my phone or wherever, mm-hmm. um, I just, I forget. And I'll just let something slip through the cracks. And I mean, like, I oh do that and I'm not pregnant. Yeah. I mean, I forget if I don't, like my calendar, again, using my phone, my calendar has everything in <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, you know, and and all the school things, I mean, they're right. constantly doing things at, at school. Like there's like tomorrow, I got to remember there's the fun run and they change the fun run from one week to the next week because of weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot to keep up with. And like, even when you're not pregnant, that's why I said you're doing good. Well, thank because you. You, make, you, <laughs> you make me feel better, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I kind of tend to be hard on myself anyway, but you know, something else that, um, I don't know if you do this, but I love this because I'm kind of like a little kid when it comes to like rewards and like, you know, you don't even have to ask me this question, but for the sake of the podcast. Okay, so something that I love is setting a reward for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if I get this done, I'll allow myself to do this, or I'll buy this, or I'll do this. Whatever it is that I really am wanting to do, Presents. or really want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love like the meme or whatever. You know, I don't know if they're called memes. That's what That's I call, what them. call them. I mean, but the, just the little quotes on a paper that goes around social media i don't it's know what they're paper, called it's not yeah, paper I know but electronic mean. everybody knows um, i love i love the one that's going around that says like um something to the effect of i shop i, I, I don't really shop a lot I, or maybe i shop a lot at amazon but one of their drivers just invited me to his wedding it's something <laughs> along that line because i kind of feel that because you know steve laughs and says like our our delivery guy has job security just in me with my Amazon packages and between Olivia and myself. But, you know, I get a lot of the essentials. It's not just crap that I'm buying. It's like keep, keep, keep on what else? I know. How else I'm, are you going to justify this? No, I know. Because I, I do the same thing. They, I know this. I know this song and dance. They say if you over explain something, <laughs> yes. it's because you feel guilty about it. So anyway, there's these, there's these, I can't remember their names, but there are these TikTokers and they're a couple. Yeah. And their, their videos make me laugh every time they do a video like this because it's so relatable. It will just be her walking in to a room with him collapsing Amazon boxes for recycling, <laughs> shaking his head. Where she's got like ten things for Amazon that day, and I'm like, "That is my life." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can definitely relate. But yes, reward. Uh, yes, you know, I love gifts. You know, when you do the five love languages, yeah, gifts are my number one. I'm just kidding. It's not number <laughs> I was one. I'm gonna say they're not but, your number one. <laughs> but it does fall. I mean, I, no, definitely words of affirmation first Mm -hmm. physical touch second like we always make jokes and say just hug me and tell me I'm pretty yeah but I think yeah I mean my gift falls somewhere in the middle like sometimes that's people's last thing yeah and I'm like, uh-uh, give me a present. Yeah, they're like, okay, so when <laughs> Steve and I did it, it's, it's like the bottom of his list, but it was kind of higher up in mine. Oh, are you like but, that too? Yeah. What are yours, just so, since we're talking about it? I, I, so, so I have to remember, I think words, I think mine That's was your almost number one. like yours. I think it was, it's been a while since I did it, so I have to remember, but I'm pretty sure words of affirmation, mm-hmm. um, physical touch. Is that second? I can't remember. some people get quality time. This is I terrible. Think. I really probably need to revisit that, so... So um, I can still tell yeah, Steve like, how to treat I me I think better. Nevada's quality time is up there pretty pretty high. He's a, he's a words of affirmation person, too. Or maybe but quality, he's a quality time. time. Yeah, I'm just saying because y'all are so much alike. Yeah. I wonder if yours isn't quality time. Because yeah. I remember when his was quality time, I was like, what kind of person am I? I'm like, just tell me I'm pretty, hug me, and then go away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, quality time was there because I like that. But I no, feel like yours is hug me, tell me I'm pretty, give me a gift and leave. <laughs> Yeah, you give me gifts out. and then go away. <laughs> but, but for me, I feel like if you're giving me words of affirmation and physical touch and then a present, then I feel like I don't need that quality time. Like you, you love me, I'm love good. Me. <laughs> I'm loved. We're good. No, I do like. I, I think in in gifts maybe like fourth. I know acts of yeah. service are last on me because yeah. I'm kind of. 
I know that's really big for some people, but I'm like, eh, I'll wash my own car. I'll do my own right. stuff. I'll run my own errands. I'm not yeah. really, I guess it's just, obviously it's not a huge priority. I'm kind of like, I'll do it myself. I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So anyway, sorry. I now got I'm curious. Now I'm going to have to pull mine up because I can't remember the order. That's really bad because that should be, I should remember all of those because. Well, at least maybe your top two. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, I think that it just uh, definitely for couples and stuff i think it's good to know that because we speak different languages for sure yeah than our companions a lot of times and that's such a a, a small kind of a thing to do but it can really help a relationship Mm -hmm. in a big way because you know we don't all love the same and we don't all feel love the same Mm -hmm. so when you when you know that like like i think steve's number one was like physical touch like he always wants you to hug him and Mm -hmm. like you know love on him and stuff like mm-hmm. that which i think a lot of men are like that but yeah they are i mean hello <laughs> for different reasons <laughs> but um it can really be eye-opening to know little things My, i know gifts were on mine but it was down the list yeah. a little bit but I, with you it like it doesn't have to be like some big extravagant gift to, you know it's just yeah like, just, I, I want a big <laughs> extravagant one i spent a lot of money i want like designer clothes <laughs> i want pretty jewelry no it doesn't i mean i love that stuff i love a big extravagant gift but no i'm yeah just something just, small something about a gift from a friend or your companion it, it's something that someone put time into and well, it can just be something thoughtful. It doesn't even have yeah. to be like, I'm joking. Obviously, everybody likes a big, extravagant, nice gift. But just like something that somebody puts time into. Well, to me, it just says that that person was thinking about me. Yeah. That's what yeah. is important to me. Like if, if they bring me a little something, it doesn't have to be anything. I'm like you. I mean, I will take a big, extravagant gift. Yeah. I love that. But um, just something small. Especially if it's something that like I've mentioned before or that they know that I like or that's important yes. to me. That means yes. a lot to me because it's like, oh, you care about what I like and like mm-hmm. you remember, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't, then it makes you feel connected, I'm, too, because one of the things I always love about Nevada is I say he just he's a phenomenal gift giver. And I attribute that to like him knowing me really well because mm-hmm. I'm very picky and I have a very specific style and stuff. And Nevada has never bought me anything that I wasn't like, oh, I would have picked that out for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And that also. Yeah, he really is a good gift, gi- gift giver. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like that makes you feel connected to someone because you're like, they know me so well. Look yeah. what they well, look what they got me or look what they did. Yeah. But Yeah. So rewarding yourself to get back on topic. <laughs> we got, we got a little off, off track there. <laughs> rewarding yourself with little or big rewards. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I love that because it. I might not work for, you know, something else as quick as I would work for a gift for myself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> also, also for me, it doesn't even have to be a gift like a reward. It can be that I'll take this amount of time to like watch my favorite show or just to chill mm-hmm. and like not worry about anything. Yes. Because if I have things like on my brain that need to be done or that I'm not doing, I can't relax. Like even if I'm like really tired and I try to relax, mm-hmm. then that's just constantly on my mind and I can't like enjoy. So I love to be able to know that I've crossed the things off the list yeah. and I've done what I was supposed to do. Then when I have like that time for myself, I can really enjoy it. And it a- actually helps me recharge instead of just sitting there thinking about all the things that I'm not doing. But, you know, so a lot of times a reward can just be, okay, I'm going to take two hours to myself or, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like a self care thing. Just yeah, time yeah. alone. Mine's always presence, but <laughs> <laughs> If anybody wants to know how to kiss up to Beth and make her like buy you, buy, buy her something. Yeah. I sound so shallow. <laughs> um, okay. So that is definitely a great motivational tool. Uh, any motivational tool is a great thing. You know, there's all kinds of motivational tools like um, your your friends are not. A, well, your fr- I was going to say your friends are not tools. Maybe some of them are. <laughs> but like motivational people around you are yeah. a good thing yeah uh, videos podcasts articles courses i love all those things oh, i, I love i love learning and gaining knowledge yeah about something i'm interested in yes and that is a very good when you when you sometimes 
consistency is a lack of motivation a lot of times for right. me and or boredom like I said and mm-hmm. those things give me a little pickup and you know help me unless I'm listening to true crime and then I think everybody wants to kill me but <laughs> but no like the self the self-help podcast or personal development um you know yeah all books of all of those things um yeah I agree all of those are great friends who tools. encourage you that's yeah. huge and whatever whatever works you know like like I said earlier one thing one person might not like one thing but they like something else so mm-hmm. really just finding if you can just find what you like the most the few things that really motivate you and help you that's yeah. you know that's what matters just find what works for you really right well, and holding yourself accountable. Now, you and I have found tricks to this one. Yes, we have. Because in a partnership, I'm sure other people can relate, you can form like a codependency, so to speak, to where we're going to get that done and then nobody gets it done. Yeah. Or you're waiting on the other person to get it done. And right. again, it doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. So I know with you and I, our little trick is we separate all the tasks, your responsibility, my responsibility. It's never our responsibility. It's like, this is your part. This is my part. Yeah. Because I think that clears up all of the ambiguity because it's really easy. If you've got two people to say, Mm -hmm. well, this needs to be done. We need to do this. But then, nobody does it because oh, and then you can do the blame game too like yeah, exactly. i thought you were gonna do that right right so it just takes all of the all of the questioning out of it yeah. and then you know like if i know i'm responsible for something then i'm gonna get it done and it's mm-hmm. fine but otherwise it's really easy for you just to be like well they're probably gonna do that or i'll do that later yeah but when you hold yourself accountable and you have other people to hold you accountable um that works really well. That's a he, that's a big way that you and I have uh, navigated that inconsistency mm-hmm. with what we do is, right. is separating that. So I definitely recommend that to anybody who's working with other people, but also just just holding yourself accountable. Just if you don't make that deadline, if you don't do that thing, you need to be accountable for right. it and be hard on yourself and say you know what, I said I was going to do that and I didn't. It kind of goes back to the breaking promises to yourself thing. Hold yourself accountable. Well, you know what else happens when you don't hold yourself accountable and you don't meet your deadlines and you don't do the things that you're supposed to do in the time frame that you're supposed to? What's that? You start having negative thoughts about yourself Mm. and you start feeling bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think we talked about this a little on the last podcast, but that can spiral really fast. Yeah. And I've, I've been in a place before where I didn't do something I was supposed to do. And then I, then I guilted myself over it. Then I started guilting myself for everything else. Like, well, you suck at that. Yeah. You suck as a mom too. And you (laughs) suck as a wife and yeah, you need to be in better shape and you need to do this, you know? So so a lot of times just simple things like holding yourself accountable can can keep you from like falling into other traps like mm-hmm. negative thoughts and negative thoughts can really be self-destructive and they affect other people too because your mood changes and it's like a ripple effect. Yeah, that's a good point because it really does when you when you fail at something then that negative talk starts mm-hmm. and that is yeah, that's a deep hole that's hard to climb out of yeah. if you go too far. Yeah. It is. Well, and also, you know, I, I said sometimes I use rest as, as a reward. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to use that as a reward. Yeah. Like you always have to. I think that's important, too, is even in your consistency, like you have to consistently also get rest because you can burn out really fast. You can work, 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 work and not allow yourself to rest because you are so motivated or you want to get something done. And if you don't allow yourself that rest period, Mm -hmm. then you're going to burn out. Yeah. So you have to, you have to set time. You have to be consistent with your rest time, just like your work time and your everything else time. Yeah. That goes back to just, you know, rest is rest, but also like the good sleep. Don't sacrifice your sleep if you can possibly help it. Mm -hmm. You know, just sometimes 30 extra minutes and, or just putting your feet up for 30 extra minutes that plays so much into like your mental health and your motivation to do more and a lot of times we don't realize that the reason we're not doing well is because we're freaking exhausted yeah you know and we've said this before that we're in a society that praises go 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 Mm -hmm. and the things that make us able to go go is because we rejuvenate and we 
you know, you can wear yourself down and just not realize it. Yeah. Refuel, recharge. You mm-hmm. have to. You just, you can't run on empty. Mm-hmm. You, you'll just burn out and crash and burn. Yep. Then you'll spiral. Then, yeah. Then you'll have negative thoughts. Then you'll be in that hole. Yeah. That you can't climb out of. Yeah. And then you'll just want to go buy all the gifts for yourself to feel better. <laughs> Or you want to drink all the wine or do whatever it is that's like not a good thing to fall back on. Yeah, I, I think that we talked about small stuff and we talked about uh, how starting with realistic goals. This goes this goes kind of hand in hand um, just to start small, to build your willpower sometimes. Yeah. To uh, willpower power is huge, wh- whether it's, you know with the consistency of your business, of your home, of your family, of, you know, help, anything. And sometimes you have to start small to build your willpower. Yeah. You just have to take those baby steps and that builds your your willpower. And if you deliver on the little promises, then you're not disappointing yourself once again. Right. And delivering on those little promises is, is just like delivering on the big ones. You're keeping that promise to yourself and like with anything, the more that you do it, the more it becomes a habit and your willpower gets stronger mm-hmm. and you can overcome those things easier. You know, a book that really helped me, I read this years ago, I'd actually like to read it again, but The Compound Effect, that was a book that helped me because like I said earlier about having these big lofty plans and dreams and like setting these unrealistic kind of goals for myself reading that book helped me refocus and say wait a minute you can make really small moves and then they start compounding and they Mm -hmm. turn into the big moves and they make they make it they make you able to accomplish things when you do start smaller because you don't overwhelm yourself yeah and you are able to accomplish smaller goals and you feel better, and that creates positive energy and a more positive mindset, and then you can move on to the bigger things. And, you know, it's not always easy to do that because I I, lo- I love instant gratification, and I yeah. want instant results. And, you know, a lot of people are like that. So I'm not always patient when it comes to taking the smaller steps, but that's a really good book to to kind of help you reframe your mind to, yeah. you know, starting smaller and, and moving to, up. Do you know I've read halfway through that book? I'm glad that you mentioned that. I need to dig that book out. I own that book. But I read half of that book, and then I moved. Yeah. And it got packed up, and I guess it never. I never unpacked the book, and that just reminded me. I've only ever read half of that book. I know the book and know what it's about yeah. because I read part of it, but I need to reread that, or I need to actually finish Yeah, well, that. maybe we should read it together because I would like to reread yeah. it. It's been, it's been many years ago that I read it, and it's one that, that it's a short read. It's not a really long book, and it would be a good one. That, that would that would yeah I'm glad you brought that up because that just reminded me yeah and I was like why did I only read half it was a really good book but then I remembered it was it yeah. was a time of change and I was moving and all of that so. yeah but yeah just those those small steps you know I like what you said compound effect that it's really easy for us to look and say oh but that's going to take a year yeah you know because because you do you want I think humans in general are impatient and you just you're like, oh, but those little tiny things over the course of a year can add it to a very big thing. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever thought about doing a specific thing and then you thought, oh, my gosh, that'll take a year and then just don't do it. And then you just don't do it. But mm-hmm. then a year a year later, you look back and think, Story oh, my, my gosh, life. if I would have done that, then it would be finished right now because yes. a year. And I swear when older people used to say this, I used to almost roll my eyes, but the older you get, it does seem like time goes by so much faster. So like a year goes by in the blink of an eye. And then you look back and you're like, oh, my gosh, you're going to be doing something for the next year. Yes. So it's just like, how are you going to organize your time and what are you going to choose to do? You're going to be doing something during that time. So if it's something that you really that that's meaningful or something you really want to do or feel led to do, then. You just need to go ahead and start doing it because you're going to be doing something and you can either look a year from now and say, oh, wow, look what I did. Or you can look a year from now and say, oh, gosh, I wish I would have done that. I mean, that is that is I've done that so many times in my life. And the sad part, the thing that's really 
just disappointing is if you look and say, well, I didn't do that. If you can say, but I did this. But the the bad part is, is sometimes if you think, what did I do instead of that? Mm. And that's really disappointing. So if you don't even think that you've filled your time with something beneficial and you could have been doing that thing. Yeah. Like you said, you're going to be doing something. So start that, do the small steps. And then, hey, if you get halfway through it and you find out it's not for you, that's fine. But go ahead and take those small steps and chances are you're, you'll thank, your, thank yourself a year from now. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So I think something else too, that, that this is, this has gotten a lot easier for me as I've gotten older. Okay. okay. I used to, I talked about spiraling earlier. Yeah. It has gotten a lot easier for me to control my thoughts and my mindset because mm-hmm. we are in control of that, right? Like it's our mind. Yes. And it's, it's not totally always subjective, which sometimes it, we act like it's not. Exactly. Exactly. And I understand sometimes, you know, you have, you may have a mental illness or you have an addiction problem or something that is hard for you to anxiety, control that. That's anxiety. That's that exactly. have. It's hard to control your thoughts and feelings. But there are ways around all of that. Mm-hmm. And you are the only one that can control your mind. Mm-hmm. So learning to do that is huge because it is the difference in you being successful and you doing that thing. And looking back a year from now and being happy with yourself or being disappointed in yourself. So learning to control what goes into your mind and how you think is huge. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a gift of discipline or a skill rather that is all about discipline because your mind is very chaotic a lot of times and you know even in silence you're sitting there and and you know do your thoughts ever stop no so really learning that discipline and learning how to feed into your mind what you want to snap back and say wait a minute did I just go in a totally negative direction let me let me stop recognize that and change things that probably because you're older now you've you've developed that skill as you've gotten older because it really is something that's hard to master and hard to really, it's just hard to control. It's hard to control your thoughts and your mind. It, it really is. So I'll tell you that, that when I struggle with it the most now okay, is in the middle of the night. So like if I ever get woken up in the middle of the night and I actually get awake, my mind instantaneously turns on and I'll start worrying or thinking about all of the things. Yeah. So that's that's when I struggle with it the most really is at night if I ever, you know, wake up. I do too. I wonder why that yeah. is. I feel like fears are greater in the yeah. night. I don't mean like fears like my, my somebody in the my closet. <laughs> but, you know, like the fears of like life and the pressures and the yeah. stress. What, I wonder what that is. I don't really know what that is. It, and Nevada says it's because everything's quiet and it's just you and your thoughts. But I tend to think there's some sort of something something behind that because i I do the same thing the night yeah is where everything seems way more serious and Mm -hmm. difficult and and scarier yeah maybe it has something to do with the darkness Mm, maybe you know yeah we need to do a little research on that but yeah it's really true um a lot of times even in the morning once you once you get past that time Uh and in the morning you tend to have a brighter outlook oh, and yeah. you don't worry about things yeah. and things that seemed a lot bigger, like in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. just like kind of are not as big anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is that? It's kind of a strange phenomenon. Well, it's kind of like the full moon. You know how we never sleep on yeah. the full moon. It's like it messes with the chemistry in your body and all of yeah. that. Yeah. So I've learned a trick to even deal with that though. Oh, tell me. So I have a sleep mask. I've told you about this oh, before, yeah, yeah. but for others, and this may not work for everybody, but it does help me. So if I ever do get awake in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and I can't go back to sleep, I have a Bluetooth uh, face mask. Mm-hmm. It's like one that, that darkens the room, but it's Bluetooth with a speaker in it. So I can turn something on my phone, either a book or a show or whatever I'm feeling, and I can turn that on. And it's it, then it kind of drowns out the noise in my head where I'm not yeah. thinking. It, I kind of focus in on whatever I'm listening to. Mm-hmm. So it'll help me doze back off and drift back off to sleep without 
killing three hours. Right. You know, you'll you'll wake up sometimes, and then three hours later, just about the time you could go back to sleep, it's time to get up and start your day. Yeah. So that's one thing I found to to help that. But yeah, going back to just your mindset in general, that's um, do, learning to do meditation and, and practices and different things, or just catch yourself when you start going down a trail of worrying about something or thinking about something or having those negative thoughts, just learning to reel that back in again and kind of get control of yourself yeah. and redirecting. It's I always huge. like reflection always helps me because sometimes if I spiral, I reflection helps because I'll I'll retrace my set steps so to speak and say how did I get here like kind of mm-hmm. like you're stepping back from the situation and looking at it from the outside yeah. and saying wait a minute you know how what what did I do to put myself in this place and that's just that's just is being self-aware and again if you've if you've done those those things to try to control your mind and help like meditation and and really being aware of what's going on in your head you get better at that but just being able to revisit the situation and look at it and say wait a minute what just happened yeah and you know sometimes people are not realistic with that have you ever had somebody like re recap the situation and it's not reality (laughs) yes that's very frustrating yeah i've had that happen before where someone tries to reflect and they say what happened but it's not really what happened yeah that's what i mean it has to be has to be a real reflection of real reality (laughs) well that's just delusion yeah but that's it's amazing how how much that that's like just real in in otherwise healthy people right well you know it's just like maybe a husband and wife for instance sometimes if you're in a, a bit of an argument and they recall something that happened or something you said it may be a lot different than what you recall that you said. Yes, Nevada does the thing where he says, I said this, and I'm like, that is not what you said. <laughs> You're just trying to make it sound less abrasive now. Yes. You changed all Steve the words. Does it. All the Steve words. does it, too. <laughs> they'll change, not what you said. They'll change just a word or two. That, yeah, exactly like what you said. It sounds much less abrasive when they repeat it. You can't say this is what I said and change all the words. No. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can Speaking cannot. of delusion. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, well, you know, something else. So we're talking about consistency and goals and staying consistent and learning to be consistent in yeah. everything that you do. But, you know, something else that helps is just learning to be present Oh, and yes. to not be worrying about the future or the past. I love you just recently wrote a, a post about Dax and our little nephew, Jed, and one of the things you said in there was how they were so present. I loved it. was probably one of my favorite lines in the whole thing was like you were saying they were present. They never once worried about the future. They never once worried about the past. They were just concentrated on what they were doing. And that is something I think as adults, especially when we're busy, we lose out on so much joy and so much of our present life because we're worrying about something that happened or something that's going to happen or thinking about something we need to do. And learning to stay present is just huge for for just your happiness in general. I'm telling you that day, it, it was such, uh, speaking of joy, like it brought me so much joy to observe them it was rainy and you know me you know oh it's rainy you know you think oh we can't it's all rainy though they never skipped a beat in so many ways that staying present was just like it came so naturally to them that I was like envious I was like oh to be like that you know people say to be like a child and and look, they are anything but perfect children. Both of those, especially <laughs> together, two of the most hard-headed little things you've ever seen. But they were really, really great. I do yeah. have to say they're really great. And there was so much about their interaction throughout the day. And then uh, Jed spent the night. Yeah. And I was just like, I learned so much from them that day. And being present was a huge thing because I thought, look how much... Look how much fun they're having by by living directly in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it helps you when you learn to embrace the moment and to actually live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it helps you with your consistency, helps you with your happiness because you are you're like you're you're enjoying every moment. You're mm-hmm. you're living in that moment and, and taking it all in for what it's worth. 
And, you know, because worrying about things or, or thinking too much about the past or the future or whatever the case may be can really steal a lot of that from you and can kind of keep you from being consistent for certain things out of fear that like the same thing's going to happen or fear that, you know, this might happen or this might not happen. And a lot of times those worries and fears never, never, never even transpire. They never happen. Well, and that is one of the things that I have gotten better at as I've gotten older. I feel like that I have a lot more joy in my life because I don't give what I call, I don't give myself future shock anymore because there's been way too many times where I get inside my own head or I've gotten inside my own head and worried about things that never materialized and then look back and say, I stressed, I was fearful, I had anxiety, I didn't sleep well, all over the what ifs. Right. And like, we can't control the future. So why are we doing that? Because... You, you literally have no control. Obviously, you can control the outcome of some things as much as, you, as, as, much as possible. But really, we never have 100% control, and we don't know what's going to happen. And I wasted so much time worrying about things that never happened. Yeah. And I, you know, I made a promise to myself a long time ago, not that I don't still struggle with all the things that I'm better at now, but... I was like, that just stole so much joy and so much time and so much brain energy and emotion. And I'm not going to do that to myself anymore. Well, you know, I, I, I've i been in the same boat. I actually have looked back at things in my life that were really awesome experiences and really cool things or yeah. really cool places that I went. And because I wasn't present, mm. I don't even remember part of part of that experience because my mind was somewhere else and I wasn't present in the moment and I've regretted that. So that's something that helped me too. I'm like I never want to I never want to do that again. I never want to experience something really cool but then look back and I can't remember it because my mind was somewhere else and I wasn't embracing it. I wasn't living in the moment. Mhm. So yeah. That's that's a huge thing, I think, that just helps you just in general, just in your life is learning. And it's not always easy to do. And mm-hmm. I was glad I had that little reminder with Dax and Jed, because one thing it made me do, even though I've gotten better at being present, I remember that whole day and I lived in, in I lived within that day with them because I was enjoying them so much. So that day is very vivid to me. Because I said, I'm going to enjoy every bit of this. Like, I'm going to follow their little five and six year old example. Yeah. And I'm going to be present. And so it was a really good day for all of us because I just really enjoyed every little bit of them wrecking my house (laughs) and coming in with muddy boots on. Yeah. You know, I just really enjoyed that and appreciated it in a way that I don't think I would have if I hadn't had that little reminder. So this is a funny little story. This just reminded me of Olivia when she was like four years old. I had this like cream colored leather recliner Mm -hmm. and it was brand new. I had not had it that long. And I I was like in the bedroom doing something. I can't remember. I was busy doing something. And Olivia's like, Mommy, come here. I have to show you something. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say. story. Because um, I still have this recliner today. Mm-hmm. She She's so excited. And she shows me this picture, this cute little picture of this little princess girl. And she drew it right on the back of my white recliner, <laughs> my white leather recliner with an ink pen. Oh, man. Like, pretty big size and she was so excited and so proud of it she drew it for me and then she wrote her name and she was so excited <laughs> of course my first instinct was like to freak oh, out like oh my god yeah. but all of a sudden i just checked myself and she was so happy yeah. of what she had done that i just i said oh olivia that's so beautiful you did such a great job I said, but next time, I said, we can't write on furniture. We can't write on walls. Like, next time you want to do something like that, tell me and I'll get you some paper because we can't write. I, you know, I explained to her. But what a good mama that you didn't just yell at her and steal all her joy because sometimes kids just don't. Well, they just there, don't there was, realize. It, she didn't realize that she wasn't supposed to do it, yeah. which was my fault. I guess I had yeah. never taught my child that you don't write on furniture, <laughs> but she had never done it to, up to yeah. that point. So yeah. it was never an issue. But, you know, she never did it again after that. Right. She never drew on any furniture, on the wall, on anything. Mm-hmm. And it's so cute because now she's 16 years old and I still have that 
recliner and it still has that little drawing on it now I wouldn't take you know I wouldn't take anything for it yeah and but that was that was like I I could have chosen to handle that situation much differently yes but instead I chose to just have the jewelry and like I'm like it's it's a piece of furniture well and that's another good point of like finding joy throughout the process because everybody knows when you're going through a process everything's not always great right that's a great example that was not great (laughs) yeah it was not my choice you chose the joy through the process and you looked at it from a more positive point of view because at the end of the day like you said you still have the recliner you don't care about that recliner right really what mattered was was her and how she felt and and yes you teaching her an important lesson but in the right way and that is a really good thing to always remember when you're trying to be consistent when you're going through the ups and downs of 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 doing things is to find the joy in that even when it's not perfect I promise you can find joy in the process if you really are looking for it that's right well and just learning to ebb and flow with things because everything is not always going to be perfect and you're not always going to have good days you're going to have days when you don't feel good. You're going to have a days when you argue with your spouse. You're going to have days when your kids drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. You're going to have days when things are not going good at work. And learning to just kind of ebb and flow with that and realize that that's all just part of the process. But the most important thing is not to let that derail you from your goals and your consistency. Like I said, this has been one of my struggles. Something will happen and I'll let it just throw me off track, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, I have to say I'm proud of myself. I'm doing I've, I've, I've come a long way with that process, but it's still something that I have to work at. But just, you know, realizing that, like, that's just all part of it. Like, you're well, going to have and, bad and days. One of the reasons that I think you and I have come far with this, we recognize it's a weakness. We're very honest about it, right. which is your first very first step. We didn't really talk about that. You have to be honest about <laughs> your consistency or lack thereof (laughs) exactly and we're very honest and we're each other's accountability partners which we say this in a lot of things because i'm a true believer in accountability partner because it's support and it's someone that holds you accountable Mm -hmm. beside you just holding yourself accountable right and we know that that is we talk about it's a weakness of both of ours so we really have to watch that because that can bleed over into what we do with the podcast and all those things because we're business partners as well yeah but we're accountability partners so that is something i highly recommend is a consistency accountability partner yeah and i would recommend somebody not like us if you're not (laughs) consistent try to get somebody really consistent but it doesn't have to be that way hey if it's something you both need to work on just hold each other accountable well and the key is like what you just said we admit it Mm -hmm. like i know I know where my weaknesses are and it's not always easy to admit your weaknesses, but I always say when you admit your weakness, then you can get control over it. Mm -hmm. If you admit you have a problem, then you can change it. But until you come to that realization and you're honest with yourself, Mm -hmm. then you're, you're just in denial. So you can't really do anything about it because you're not, you're not going to change it because you're like, Oh, I don't have a problem. Right. So if, if you like, if you acknowledge that, then you can you can find workarounds and you can find ways to like you and I, we're very clear, like we know that we that's a struggle with us. So we have constantly come up with different things to help us combat that so that we're we find ways to fight it and be more consistent Well, separating stuff. It keeps us we can hold each other accountable. It keeps us from being able to say, I thought you were going to do that. Yeah, because I'll I'll say no. I know you were supposed to do that. Why didn't you? And you'll say no, Beth, that was your responsibility. Right. And that's one of the ways that we are accountability partners and that we facilitate one another in holding ourselves accountable because also I know that if that's my responsibility, there ain't no way I can blame you for it, you know? <laughs> exactly. But that is that is something that I know we've said it on regarding so many subjects is accountability partners are, you know, a really, a really good thing to have. Well, and, you know, I think the number one thing for being consistent and staying consistency yeah. and practicing consistency is do it anyway. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I wrote this down a long time ago. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I don't remember the I, I went I literally went back and tried to find the person that wrote this yeah. to give them credit because I, I feel like you should give them credit when it's something good. Yeah. I don't know who wrote this. I couldn't find it. 
but the doing it anyway yeah is something so so good and I loved it because this is just very simple but it's kind of like too bad yeah do it anyway yeah and that's what I have to do with myself a lot of times because I'm like you're bored too bad yeah. do it anyway yeah exactly you know because that's just a little bit of like I don't know entitlement or laziness or whatever you want to call it that I'm like I'm bored I want something exciting well and you know a lot of times with me if I, I will build up a, a certain amount of dread to do something like if I'm not feeling it yeah I'll build up a certain amount of dread which makes me not want to do it even more but then if I just push over that and go ahead and do whatever it is, I realize I'm like, oh, this is not that daunting of a task that I'm making it. Like when I just get that out of my mind and do it anyway, mm-hmm. then I'm like, oh, that that was easy. You know, where's my easy button? And you were like, yeah, you were like sometimes enjoy it. And realize <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, like, why was I dreading this? Exactly. I actually am enjoying this so, and these steps. Exactly. Um, so you want to help me read it? I wrote it down. You, you, I was just I was just going to ask you if you would just read okay. that because it's a really good, simple little thing to remind if, if us. If you're the person that wrote this, thank you. We like it. <laughs> okay. If you are not feeling like it, do it anyway. If you are sad, do it anyway. If you are busy, do it anyway. If you are tired, do it anyway. If you aren't feeling good, do it anyway. If you are too stressed, do it anyway. If you are unmotivated, do it anyway. If you are on vacation, do it anyway. (laughs) If you are unsure, do it anyway. If you find yourself making excuses, do it anyway. I love it. Yes, thank you to whoever wrote that. That covers it all, don't it? Really it really does. It really does. And it, it, it's really simple, but sometimes the most simplistic things make the most sense. It's like the 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 thing staring you at the eye, in the eyes that, mm-hmm. you, that you don't look at. Yeah. You know, and, and that really is the number one thing to me when it comes to consistency is just do it anyway. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not always going to be fun. Sometimes you're not going to be, you're not going to feel like it, but do it anyway, because then the good thing is, is when you do it anyway, then it gets easier to keep doing it and doing it. And then it gets to, it becomes a habit. And once something becomes a habit, then it's like on autopilot. You don't even have to think about it. Yeah, I do that. That's how I get around any inconsistency with the gym. Not that I've never had inconsistency, obviously. I wouldn't look like I do. <laughs> but you look I, great. I, I do, no matter how I look, I, I try to make physical fitness a part of my life right because I enjoy it but let's face it those days you just don't I just do it anyway and that's another way that I'm I'm trying to hold myself accountable because I can be really consistent in some things and then I, I hold myself accountable by saying you you obviously are able to be consistent with the things you want to be consistent with right so you need to work on that in those other areas because the gym this morning, for instance, like you've had just a really busy week, which I hate because I like for you to work out with me because it's just more fun when I have somebody to work out with and you haven't been able to come as much. And I pulled into the parking deck today and I literally like had to tell myself, do it anyway. I yeah. didn't want to go in the gym, but I've never regretted when I do something like that and do it anyway, when it's something that's good for me and something that I know needs to be done, I never look back and go, what a waste. I wish I wouldn't (laughs) worked out for that 40 minutes or that hour. But that's a good way to look at it is if you know it's something good and you know that it's best for your future or your health or your family, if you do it anyway, you won't regret it. No. You're not going to look back and say, hmm, wish I would have done that. No, chances are you're going to just feel proud of yourself and accomplished. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be one step further than you were. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a year from now, you're going to look back and be proud of yourself instead of disappointment or disappointed in yeah. yourself. So I feel motivated. I Look, I love this because we're talking about a subject that's a weakness that we have to struggle right. with and really work on. Yeah. And I love how we'll be talking about something I mean, obviously, we want to help somebody else, but it helps me every single time. Oh, me too. When I talk about these things and bring these things back to light, because then I feel like really motivated after it. Like, I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I can be consistent. Yeah. I mean, I think it's kind of like therapy. 
you know, yeah. which you yeah. which you talk about things and get them out, then you're able to look at it and identify something mm-hmm. and then change your situation. Yes. And so, yeah, I love this, too, because it always it, every time we do a podcast or write or whatever, it always helps me as much as I yeah. hope that it helps everybody else. You know, so I know it sounds cool weird trick. to say that something you wrote or something that you're talking about is is helping you but (laughs) it just it works like that yeah it it really just it's it's motivational and it encourages me while I'm trying to encourage somebody else yep yeah I love it so yeah there's our little take on consistency from two um inconsistent people (laughs) (laughs) but we're working on it and we're getting better every day and these are some of the little tricks that we use that we hope help somebody else as well that's right we're a work in progress but hey as long as we're progressing that's what matters right we're doing it anyway (laughs) 